Well, hello to all you beautiful thinkers out there, and welcome back to another episode of I Think, Therefore I Speak. And this is Chad. I thought today we could dive into the dilemma that a lot of human beings face with, which is, do we speed up or should we slow down? And we'll take it to, uh, from the micro, the individual, pros and cons, and then we can go up to the macro, the global pros and cons of what, what that means and the, the effects of speeding up or slowing down. So, as someone that can be really fired up, really inspired, and just charged up, laser-focused sometimes uh, on a project when I get into it, um, a painting or um, drawing or messing with some new song. There's just lots of, when you get into the creative flow, um, man, there's, there's a lot of momentum that gets built. There's a lot of um, actualization of the individual that gets expressed. And that's such a great feeling. And I'm really 100% behind um, people that are driven, that want to do things. I think it, it's a direct link to getting joy of getting things out of life that we work hard for and all that. Um, there is a level of self-discipline that comes along with being productive and effective and time management, which, <laughs> oh, sorry to laugh at myself is why I'm laughing because, man, that's a topic I struggle with. But um, anyway, back on point. So time management, um, just lots of ways to be effective in the world. And I feel for human beings to have a feeling of progress and a feeling of purpose um, is not only a nice thing it's a, a very crucial essential thing to being a human and what I mean is you know without having some sense of purpose um, you get older and older and you go through the cycles and things become very routine and it, it does become hard to keep pushing without some kind of like why am I doing this um, so as we get older, the tendency is for our bodies to slow down, our minds to slow down. And um, I really enjoy seeing people that, that can carry that torch all throughout their life. And they're, they're inspiring um, others along the way by shining their light. And just a really big believer in let's get the most out of this life. Because we can go into this topic later on. I'm not going to dive in there yet. But um, I believe many things and one thing I would say is I don't know what's past my death I don't know what's at the end of my life um, there's a lot of theories but if one theory is that that's the end that's the finish line of this marathon well I don't want to get to the finish line and say I wish I would have done more that's all I'm saying so regret you know is like I've heard regret is like poison you know and there's there's really nothing to do later about what you can do now so I always have that kind of drive of time and I'm hyper aware of you know when I'm spending time on something that is not productive and I feel like man this is just you know wasting time uh, like earlier today when I was at the DMV and <laughs> time just slowed so much slow down to the point of stopping and you know it just ugh. Anyway, we'll not talk about that. That could be the whole episode. Anyway, um, so yeah, kind of how we've been talking about time and time management. Um, you know, really 
we just feel better, I th- I think. From my own experience, from other people I've talked to um, that I feel, you know, push harder than most, you just, you feel better when you have something to say, look what I did, whether it's for the day, for the week, month, year, um, for your legacy, for your life, right? I mean, it just, it feels good to be useful and productive. I think a lot of times when people have jobs, they get used and taken advantage of in the feeling of, of that way, but um, we don't really mind being useful, like used in a way that's mutually respectful. And um, we spend a lot of our time nowadays as humans having something that we do, whether it's your own choice or whether it's whatever you just happen to have the qualifications for at the time and you, you know, maybe gain a few more and then you happen to find another job, you kind of qualify that's, ah, that's enough money for now and there's a lot of, um, well, how would you say? There's a lot of compromising that goes on. But, um, quick coffee sip there. Sorry, guys. Um, but I love the spirit of, say, let's go into business. I love the spirit of an entrepreneur because it's like, I don't want to be average. I can't speak for everyone, but I just, I have a, a huge fear of being average and having an average life. And that fear propels me to push when I feel I see a lot of other people just kind of settle. And there's nothing good or bad about that. I'm just noticing. Um, but when I see people that spend so much time that they're starting to give up quality time, say with family or friends or being able to um, get out in nature more or just, you know, sit down and relax more. You know, I I see that as, well, I don't want that, you know. So um, still to say on the the positive side, though, of like the speeding up side of the argument. um, uh, Regret is a big, a big part of that because, you know, you know, I've heard it a lot of different ways, but it's at the end when most people regret what they didn't do, not what they did do. You know, most regrets aren't that, you know, oh, well, I, you know, traveled to too many places and took too many photographs of wild animals or I, I, I tried too many new sports. And, you know, it's like most people don't, nobody regrets doing more things in life. We regret doing less or not trying the things that we really wanted to do. So if you think about it, from regret and time uh, you can make a good case that it's definitely good to speed up you know because we don't know how much time we have anyways right I mean I could I could make this or not make it out of the fear of judgment of how it would sound or how people would think about what I'd say and not do it and um, you know I could have something come up some disease or something in a, a couple months and then bam I'm taken out and it's it's just you do with what you can you do what you can with what you got where you're at or however that that goes um, but I find that very true because coming from a place of, of lack for a lot of people it can be a strong motivator to push and to do more right I mean especially if you have 
children, you know, or families to support. I mean, then you have a feeling of necessity, and that necessity drives you. And the driving of doing more and taking on more responsibility, well, that just feels better. You know, it's... I've spent some of my adult life chasing after instant gratification, simple pleasures, uh, fun, um, adventure, and exploration, and um, just things that are really interesting to me, but they're very, you know, instant gratification type activities. Well, I can speak from my own experience that what I thought that would lead to, which was my version of happiness would actually led to a flip side of you know more unhappiness than I expected and I'll explain why the instant things are not they're easily obtained or you know they're there's not a lot that was put into it right um, it's just a thing you want to do do it feels good and then repeat so you can get caught up in the long term trying to just repeat 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 and then things just don't have the same stick they don't have the same wave of you know dopamine you know rush over you and uh then you seek more and more and more and that can be it's like trying to run a race that there's no ending you know and trying to speed up and speed up the whole time it's like what are you doing but um So anyway, um, responsibility is another angle we could look at it. Um, Because happiness is a fleeting thing. I feel like a sense of joy about your life and joy with the life you've created uh, has a direct correlation to responsibility. I've actually learned a lot about this through um, Dr. Jordan Peterson. I don't know if you out there, he's kind of gained some population on the web and through his YouTube videos and and the media and stuff, but a uh, really intellectual person, uh, I have a lot of respect for, and I've uh, consumed a lot of his lectures and from his classrooms. He's a professor in uh, psychology in uh, University of Toronto, Quebec. Oh man, I gotta fact check that. If I'm, it's anyway, we'll say Canada, uh, university professor in Canada. Keep keep it safe. But anyway, um, that's a big part of uh, what he you know, hypothesizes about how he's gained his popularity is his pitch for, you know, people is responsibility equals happiness. You don't, you don't get the happiness from just, you know, sitting around and waiting for it. You know, it's like, I think he uses the expression, um, pick up the heaviest load that you can bear and shoulder that and take it on. So it makes the suffering, which is very real in life, right? makes the suffering worthwhile because you have that something of, of joy that family that you provide for that responsibility that people rely on you and you know if you can take on enough that you're comfortable with or just above what you're comfortable with that's the feeling of being alive that's a feeling of hey this is me this is what I can do right and as we push and move more towards you know our later years it's definitely better to have more and more and more things that are on your tool belt metaphorically you know skills and things and uh, trades that you've learned along the way and it all adds up together to who you are in the sense of what you can accomplish so if you only have so much time and 
the more skills that you have, the smoother your life can be. Um, self-discipline is a thing that I heard, I've always kind of pushed away from, you know, like, oh, discipline is like a uh, icky, I just want freedom, right? Um, but I heard that, so, like, creating self-discipline is, is creating your freedom. And the reason for that is, if you push hard at the beginning, and you set up the discipline, you set up the structure, you set up the the mechanics of everything, right? Then you can just ease back, you know, let your hard work pay off for you, and then you get the freedom and tenfold, right? Like way more freedom than just working till Friday night to go and you know, have some beers and then run errands on Saturday and then watch football on Sunday and then go back to work and Monday repeat, you know, it's like that's that's such a limited freedom. Like how many days versus how many days of work? It's just like, that's your life. That's a lot of people's lives, not yours specifically. I'm just saying the general mind, you know, could be any of ours if we let it. So I, I just constantly have this feeling of what if it all the time just runs out and that's it. That I don't know about. But what I do know about is right now, this second, this minute, this next hour that I actually don't have anything I'm thinking I have to do right now so I could fit in some things. And um, Man, when, the more we fit in in life, the more rewarding it becomes, I believe. So I guess that would be the case that I would make for we should speed up. So, now we're going to switch gears, and let's ask, okay, so why should we slow down after making all that case about so much good, right? It's like, so why would you slow down? Well, the reason why I brought this up today, everybody, is it's something I struggle with. I go all the way, I can see it from both angles, so let's go the angle of slowing down for a little bit, and I can equally make a case for that. So, um, I touched a little bit on the being so driven and working and doing so many hours that you have to sacrifice because the time is only so much time right so it has to be pulled from somewhere else to put towards work and your passion your craft whatever you're working on um so that time has to be pulled from other places and if it's unbalanced it can be pulled from you know time to let yourself rest and heal and you know make memories with loved ones especially elders that are you know expiring so to speak and um and that could be the regret of, you know, not having a few more ports, uh, lemonades with your grandmother before it's all over. You know, it's and having conversations that, that would have been really um, nurturing and uh, to know more about your where you came from. So anyway, instead of getting lost in examples, um, so we kind of touched on that and um, slowing down, I really believe it's important to not only the mind and body but also our souls because I love getting out in nature getting out in the forest in the woods going for a couple days turning my phone off and just like off the grid for a lot of reasons but one of which is there's oh my I can't explain the the relief of when I when I feel like okay I'm not like I'm driving and I have this many more hours to get there and then time is still like a factor and and then I get there and park and then I'm grab my, my pack and I'm like turning my phone off and I'm starting to go in the woods. And it's just like that moment. 
I realize there's just a wave of stress that leaves, that stays behind me there with my phone and my vehicle and, you know, all of that responsibility that's overwhelming it sometimes behind me, right? And I can't, I guess just like a wave of stress, I don't know how else to put that, but, you know, it's like as I'm walking through the forest, um, I get in touch with just natural time, which is, I've always said, if the sun's out, then it's daytime, and when the sun is not, that it is nighttime, and there was a point in time, not too long ago, where we as humans operated that way, and it seems very natural, very healthy, and it's the one thing that I really miss whenever I leave um, a wilderness area, or wherever I go, because the coming back to the time the stress of everything and all the responsibilities and all the you know things to think about and worry about and stress about come back on like a wave and although I'm ready because I, I do a thing where I kind of pack minimal food and you know water and stuff and try to uh, be real minimal for the trip um, I always I have a ritual where when I come back I go get a cheeseburger somewhere like a local diner if I can or whatever and so I've, I'm really excited to get back and get that cheeseburger. And then I start thinking about music is going to be great. And then I start thinking about, oh, I can't wait to take a hot shower. Oh, I can't wait to sleep on my bed with air conditioning or heat or whatever. Um, and it's all like, yes. But what I sometimes turn around and I look at before I get in the vehicle and drive away is, oh, man, but what is the trade-off really worth, though? You know, it's like all these things come with a price tag. Um, and not just monetary, it's like time attached and so much, you know, that we allot to other things, um, sometimes way more than we feel like is our own choosing. So, um, I would like to bring up actually meditation while, while we're on the topic of slowing down, because that is something that as someone that has a very hyperactive mind, um, I can be distracted easily. I kind of jump from one thing to another. Uh, I start a lot of things. I very seldomly um, finish books, but I'm really good at starting books and collecting books. And I'm working on it. I'm getting better, by the way. So, But I, I definitely am like that, or have been that way for a long time. So anyway, um, meditation is something that has helped me to slow my thinking down. And... What I'd like to say about meditation is there's a lot of different angles that you can go, a lot of different doors you can open to get there, but whatever works for you, works for you. I mean, there, I tried, you know, the guided meditation sometimes, or too much talking, or, you know, depending on the person's voice and the tone and stuff like that, it could throw me off. Um, I tried just like natural rain, you know, thunderstorm, just like natural earth sounds, um, I tried just sitting, trying to not think, which that was the worst <laughs> strategy, <laughs> just sit and not think. I was like, I don't know, I can't meditate, I just can't sit here and not think. But what it, what actually got me in was um, the approach of like breathing and following the breath. I mean, we're always breathing unconsciously, but to sit and really breathe on purpose and, you know, as you breathe out, just give yourself your mind just enough to cling to but nothing to like really get all worried about like 
Um, for example, when you breathe out, uh, I use the image of just, you know, whatever font works for you. I just, I have a certain block, you know, exhale in my mind. I picture the words exhale and then I exhale. And then when I inhale, I picture the words inhale. And so it's just enough because I can't just not think. You can't just turn your brain off. When your brain turns off, you're dead, right? So what I try to do is to follow my breath and slow down. And when I'm able to do that, I think I've been able to meditate for, like really get into it for maybe close to an hour. Uh, It was the longest I've been able to go. But even just 30 minutes or like a good solid 15 to 20 minutes, um, it's so therapeutic. I mean, it's, it's very healing in the sense of, Ooh, I'm getting goosebumps actually just talking about it. I was like, sorry guys, gotta let you go. I actually want to go meditate right now. But anyway, um, ooh, which I will actually when I get off here. So thank you guys. Anyway, um, to slow down in that sense of the mind and your breathing and your thoughts, it's, I don't know the words to describe it, but it's just good. <laughs> it's really good. Um, and there's a lot of effects that if, if I'm doing it um, regularly, I will start noticing. Kind of like, let's say you start pushing, doing push-ups and sit-ups. Maybe the first, the next day, you're like, oh, I'm sore. Like, I don't really see much benefit. I'm just noticing I'm sore. But you keep at it, and then you start noticing um, maybe not sores less in those areas. Or you just start, you're still sore this time, but you're able to go a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. It's the same way. Um, I think I tell a lot of people, you know, do five minutes. Just try to sit there and then pay attention to only your breath for five minutes. Because, you know, five minutes is, goes like like that. Um, and if you can't do five minutes, do three. If not three, do one. You know, start with 30 seconds. <laughs> I mean, I mean, like, break it down so silly that it's like, I can sit here for 30 seconds and just concentrate on my breathing. Guarantee anybody can do that. And then you just incrementally work your way up. All right. So anyway, didn't mean to get on a rant about meditation. Just like to bring that up whenever it's... Um, relative to the conversation so um, so you know okay now I got so much into that Um, the case of slowing down meditation is one angle Um, okay time is something that we brought up on the side of speeding up because you know we're going to run out of time but you can also be so burnt out that you're not even affected with your time anymore i know a lot of people out there have probably experienced this where you're pushing and pushing and pushing you're working 12 hour days maybe 14 hour days consi- consistently over and over and over uh, consecutively there you go better word uh both work but you know trying to get that right one in. um so you get to a point where your body you think you can just go more and more um, without having enough rest in between and then what happens is you get to a burnout phase where you're actually doing things but you're performing on maybe like 80 and then you go to 60 to 30% if you really push yourself and then you can get sick or something you just break and you have to have time to rest your body can break I mean we're, we're very strong as human bodies go you know the condition of the human body is like very resilient it's very fragile but it's very tough and it can heal but slow down and have rest not only for the body but also for your mind it's crucial because um another another part of um slowing down is okay free will the idea of like making a conscious decision 
Um, I heard a professor explain it basically as like a, a fuel gauge throughout the day. And every time you sleep, you know, you fill up the tank, you start back over in the morning. So every time we make a decision, smaller decisions use up less fuel, bigger decisions use up more fuel. Um, we take, you know, the tank slowly starts going to quarter or three quarters of a tank, half a tank, you get the picture. So throughout the day, the more we're doing, the more decisions that we have to make, right? And the more decisions we're making, the more we're doing, the more we're depleting our fuel. And when you get to the point where if you've ever had one of those long days where you get up, go to work at say four or five in the morning and all of a sudden it's like eight, nine o'clock at night, you're getting off and then, or you're finishing most of the bulk of the day. It doesn't have to be work, you know? Mom's running around five in the morning doing mom stuff all day till nine o'clock at night and you sit down trying to have a glass of wine and you're just like, oh, I don't even know what I want to eat. Or you just feel like brain's done, can't make decisions anymore. Burnout. We all get there, you know? And so it is a very real thing. Um, not only for the mind and the body, sleep, you know, good amount of sleep is crucial to good health, especially the older we get. Um, you don't need to oversleep because then you can get to a point where you're, you know, going back to the, that's not good because you're wasting time that you could be using for being productive. But anyway, um, yeah, sleep and resting and recovery, not only let your body, you know, have, get a chance to take a little breather, but, um, the mind can be overstimulated, and like we said, it can get to the burnout phase where uh, if you're stressed or overworked or the brain's tired because it's just going and going and going and going, um, you're not effective anymore. And I feel like a lot of us work a lot of hours and do a lot of jobs, and we say we're working really hard, but we could really be more effective with working less amount of time. And then that would open up more free time to do other things and to slow down. And so I guess it's just about like a balance, you know, because you can't just sit around and meditate all day. Well, I guess if, if you're a monk, or, you know, you could. But for most of us that, you know, if you have families, you know, you're trying to like build a life for yourself. You're trying to um, see the world, have experiences, try different you know, cuisines from different cultures. I mean, all those ways of getting the most out of life, the experience of life, um, it costs money. And that's that's just a thing that we use as a tool to trade, you know, my time and what I've worked hard with my time for you and your time. So we're all, all doing like a mutual trading of time, really. It's just easier to put it on a little green piece of paper and go, here you go, okay, add it up and do the math. But anyway, um, so slow down, smell the roses. I can't tell you how many times I've had to, like, not almost pull over, I'll be honest, I've had times where I pulled over on the side of the road in traffic because there's a sunset that's just so gorgeous I can't keep looking at and not run into the car in front of me with the stop and go. You know what I mean? So I literally pull over and I might take a picture, I might just like sit and watch it for a while. Because I'm like, I'm in traffic, right? I mean, if I stop and look and then I get back, I'm still going to be in traffic, so I'm good. But, and then I noticed so many people just drive by and drive by. And not to judge them, but just that there's this beautiful masterpiece up in the sky that's, you know, those kind of sunsets where it's just like, wow, awestruck, you know? And then, like, I just have to stop. And 
I don't know why that I am that way. I feel like it's I choose to pull over and stop, you know, so it's a choice. But I also notice everybody else just like driving by and not even looking at it or noticing it or you know. Like something like a full moon sometimes. I'm like, wow, you see that moon? Oh my gosh. And I'm like, oh it's a moon. Yeah, it's a moon, dude. <laughs> you know, it's like uh so I think that, you know, moving at too fast of a pace, you can miss things. Like, um, if I'm mountain biking through the woods, uh, I'm definitely going to be having a different experience. and I'm going to miss out on noticing certain minute details that I might pick up if I'm going like a slow-paced hike through the woods. Um, but who's to say which one is better or which one's not, right? So, I guess... You can speed up all the way to the point of burnout, and uh, you can work yourself to death, literally, and miss out on your family and friends and opportunities in life. Or you could slow down so much that you become lazy and apathetic, and you miss out on everything that you could have, would have, should have done in your life, and you don't realize it until the end, and then that bottle of regret sitting there that poison you got to swallow you know you got to take it so like anything it's it's a balancing act and I think that um, it's about our standards right so I guess I'll just end it with this let's be honest with ourselves and set a standard let's not do the oh this is what I think and then have a lower standard that we try to pretend we don't have let's really be honest with our standards um, let's go for it, right? Because I believe it only gets better from here. Well, thank you guys for tuning in, and we'll catch you in the next one. Have a great day. Peace. <laughs>